0: Moms and teens are being bombarded with messages about how they're not pretty enough, they're not smart enough, they're not skinny enough, they're not flawless enough, right? Like, they're just not enough. And so my message is that we are more than enough and that we don't have to be flawless. We don't have to be perfect in order to be beautiful,
1: This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox that address again www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox register today and we'll see you on the inside Hello, hello, Blissful Parents. I'm Michelle Abraham, your host here today. And have I got a treat for you today. we have got one of my dear friends here with us today, Kelly Falardo. Kelly, how are you doing?
0: I'm great. Thank you.
1: Good. Well, let me just share with our audience a little bit more about you, Kelly. So Kelly is a burn survivor since the age of two. She had 75% of her body was burned. She found a way to go from a near death to success from the ugly Scarface girl to the TEDx stage twice. Fierce woman of the year and seven time best-selling author. She was also the recipient of the Queen Elizabeth Diamond Jubilee Medal and YWCA Women of Distinction Award. A documentary about her life story called Still Beautiful launched on TV Plus. Goldcast launched a video that has over 10 million views. She's now a full time best selling author coach and strategist, and helping people become best selling authors. In 2021, she was also nominated for Entrepreneur of the Year. Kelly, my goodness uh today we want to talk a little bit about um a movement you've created which is called ugly is always beautiful and Kelly and I have worked on some projects together in the nft space on ugly is always beautiful and so just start there with us tell us exactly what does the ugly acronym stand for
0: ah uh, thank you Michelle so you know it's interesting because um i was wanting to do a tedx talk mm-hmm. and so one of the, the 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 theme for that TEDx talk was unprovable or unsolvable problems. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting because, you know, my message is all about, you know, we're beautiful no matter what we look like. And I thought, you know, people create acronyms all the time. And ugly is just four letters. <clears throat> There's got to be a way of creating an acronym for it and making it into a beautiful word. And so... The UGLY stands for the unique, gorgeous, lovable you is always beautiful.
1: That's awesome. That's such a good acronym. And I love the way how it just plays so beautifully. And in fact, you and I both have t-shirts that say that on it. (laughs) It's very cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So what do you hope um, by sharing with our parents today, Kelly, what do you hope the message that comes across in our conversation today?
0: Well, I know, like, you know, moms and teens are being bombarded with messages about how they're not pretty enough, they're not smart enough, they're not skinny enough, they're not, you know, flawless enough, right? Like, they're just not enough. And so, my message is that we are more than enough and that we don't have to be flawless. We don't have to be perfect in order to be beautiful. And uh, so, that's what I really want people to understand is that you can have freckles and they'll be gorgeous, right? You can have scars like me and they'll be gorgeous, right? Like we're just so hard on ourselves and we judge ourselves so harshly. And so, you know, I just want people to to understand that you don't have to be flawless or perfect.
1: That's such a good message. And so how, how do we navigate the media around this and the social media and the pressures of everything? And I think, you know, boys too, but especially girls like are just bombarded by so much, um, so much negativity and thing and and images that are not realistic. And so how do we kind of like protect our girls from that, but also encourage them from the inside out to really be the person they're meant to be?
0: Well, I think a lot of it is education. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have to realize that, you know, 99% of those pictures that are on social media or in the newspaper, or on TV, they're photoshopped, and that's not what they really look like, (laughs) you know, and so what's happening is that you have a group of girls that are trying to look like those models in the magazine that have been photoshopped, which means it's fake, Mm. Right. So they're trying to accomplish this fake level of beauty that doesn't exist.
1: Right. I remember like as a girl, like playing with Barbie dolls and things like that. And then I remember seeing statistics later on, like if Barbie was actually like a real person, like she would not be able to, to actually stand up because of her dimensions that they created her in. Which is so crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah her legs are just so long legs are her so long her waist is too small and her boobs are too big yeah. <laughs> yeah. crazy. Exactly. oh my gosh yeah the media is not really not really friendly to that and and i think yeah i think you're right educating our kids that's not it's not it's not true it's not real um those those pictures are photoshopped and, and made to clear all the blemishes and clear up all the cellulite and all that kind of stuff that comes with <laughs> comes with uh, clearing up pictures, right? Yeah, it's gotta be hard, I think, for girls um and boys too. I just think the media sets up such sets them up for failure um right from the start by showing so many so many images and so many things that are just not realistic.
0: Well and you know it's interesting because um, I wanted to know why, like, how did this all happen? Like, how did we learn this? And we learn this from two places. One is we learn from our moms. Mm. So if our moms are in the mirror and if they're picking on themselves and saying, oh, I'm not beautiful or I'm ugly or whatever, their daughters aren't seeing that. And what do you mean, mom, you're beautiful. And then they're saying, if my mom doesn't think she's beautiful. Who, what am I? Right. The mm-hmm. second place that comes is we watch Snow White. Do you remember Michelle the age you watched Snow White for the
1: first time? Oh my gosh, it must have been around five or so. Yeah. Maybe even maybe right. even younger. Yeah.
0: Maybe even younger, right? Probably four, five, six years old. Well, I did some research. I wanted to find out at what age do people watch Snow White.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was right around the four to six years old is when people watch Snow White. Now, what's the problem with Snow White?
1: Well, in no here way. On the wall is <laughs> the biggest. Exactly.
0: The <laughs> exactly. And we see the evil queen talking to the mirror and the mirror has this big face coming out mm-hmm. and the mirror talks back. And so we learn when we're three, four, five years old that the mirror talks. <laughs> and so when we look in the mirror, what do we hear? We hear the mirror talking to us. Mm-hmm. right and it's it's our voice it's our own head right mm-hmm. it's not the mirror saying anything to us it's the mirror it's our voice that is saying oh i'm so ugly or look at that big nose i've got or look at the wrinkles i've got or mm-hmm. you know my teeth are crazy or <laughs> you know i would look in the mirror and i would say yuck who's going to love that Right, I'm covered in scars. And and my scars as a child were a lot more prominent than they are now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd look at my ear and I would think, well, who's going to love me? I've got an ugly ear. Right? Who's going to love me? I'm missing a nipple. I am, you know, my chest is covered in scars, my back, my arms, you know, everywhere. And so when I looked in the mirror, I would think, nobody's going to love me because I'm not perfect. I'm certainly not beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right? So...
1: How did you do it, Kelly? How did you reprogram your own conditioning that you were hearing from yourself and from others as a child?
0: So, and that's a great question, Michelle, because I still remember, I think I was in my forties at that time and I looked in the mirror and I said, I'm done feeling like the ugly girl. We had just gone to a garage sale, me and my former husband and a lady said to me, they couldn't do better than that. Mm. And what she meant was, how come they couldn't do some sort of surgery on you and take your scars away and you'd be beautiful, right? Um, what she didn't know was about all the surgeries I did have up until I was 20 years old and all of that stuff. Like, she didn't know how many surgeries I had. Like, I was doing everything. The only thing I wasn't doing was wearing makeup because I just don't like makeup. So... After that, I said, why am I letting a complete stranger take my power away? Right. Like, I'm never going to see her again. Why am I letting her take this, my power away? So anyways, I went in the mirror and I made sure nobody was home. Not my kid, not my husband. Locked the bedroom door. And instead of saying, I am beautiful. Because mm-hmm. if I said I am beautiful, when I looked in the mirror, my mirror would say, no, you're not. Beautiful women don't have scarves so I would say I happen to love my big beautiful green eyes Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and my ego didn't say anything because it's true I believe it right Mm -hmm. I believe I have big beautiful green eyes then I looked at my nose I turned to the said, oh my god I love my cute little nose Mm -hmm. and again my ego didn't say anything because I believe it Mm -hmm. and then I looked at my ear and I said oh I happen to love my cute little ear. It makes me special. It makes me different. It makes me unique. And again, I didn't hear that voice. And then I turned around and looked at, at my butt because I was wearing my favorite jeans. And I said, Oh my God, I love my cute little hot bum. Mm-hmm. And again, I I wasn't I wasn't bragging about myself. Mm-hmm. I was learning to embrace myself and embrace all the good things about me. And that was my turning point. The next time I looked in the mirror, I didn't see the ugly scars. Mm -hmm. I started to see all the things I loved about me.
1: Mm, I love that so much. So us as moms, as our little girls are around us, as we're coming out of the shower, getting changed, or even our boys, you know, start saying things nice about yourself instead of like, oh, these jeans don't fit or, oh, this looks horrible. I think that would really help for the kids to hear you love on yourself too, right? Like, oh, I love my hair like this, or I love these earrings, or I love how this looks. Like I think that would be such a great powerful thing for our kids to hear ourselves say.
0: Exactly. I totally agree with you. We we have to love on ourselves more than pick out the things we don't like. And and people say to me, well, why is it so hard? And it's hard because when we look in the mirror, we usually want to pick out all the things we hate about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the first thing we do is inspect our body, and we go, okay, well, you know, oh, look at those bags under my eyes, or look at the wrinkles, right? Instead, let's let's pick out the things we love about ourselves.
1: Yeah, we're conditioned to look for what's wrong, right? (laughs) What's not? It's not right, right? Got to change that lens we look through. My goodness, yeah, it's interesting. Um, working worked in the fitness industry for about ten years. And just the amount of negative self-talk I heard, it honestly took a toll on my own, my own yeah. self-esteem and my own body image and my own self-like like wow, if those ladies are saying that about themselves, like I should be saying that about myself too. And you know, it was it was that comparitis. It was very toxic. It was incredibly toxic. So removing myself from that, um, all that all that negativity, all that body wrong body image um talk was it was it was much it was much more freeing
0: <laughs> right for sure yeah, yeah exactly
1: yeah and now I have a group of girl guides that I am I'm a leader for and so you know my daughter is one of them and just you know encouraging them to just be uniquely themselves and be themselves and be the best version of themselves without comparing without you know, co- commenting on others on others looks or on others clothes or things like that. And it's interesting because I think we're actually conditioned to like, oh, I love your, I love your outfit or I love, you know, your hair today. Like we're conditioned to comment on those things. It's really hard not to, um, do you have any suggestions for people like, you know, who are, you know, want to be, you want to be complimentary, but you know, you want to also stay away from like, you know, just commenting on the the physical, the physical side of things.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it seems to be that's the way it is. Where the Even in politics, you know, mm-hmm. we're always commenting on what women are wearing or what they're looking like. And men, we we comment about other things like that, but, or a different thing. Um, you know, I think mm, that's a tough question. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing about that, though, is just to receive it.
1: hmm
0: I do an exercise um, when I speak on stage and what I do is I get people to get up and give each other compliments mm-hmm. and I can feel the energy of the room go down when I ask them to do it and the reason it goes down is not that they don't want to give the compliment it's that they don't want to receive a compliment
1: interesting right
0: and are you coaching because them? people are always awkward
1: yes yeah.
0: Yeah, people always feel awkward when someone wants to say something good about them. Right. So I just believe giving out any kind of compliment mm-hmm. is a great thing to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because sometimes, you know, you see somebody and you don't know them well enough to to go any deeper than, hey, you know what? I love those shoes you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even just giving out that compliment makes you feel good and the receiver feel good. Right? right. But all you have to do is just say, thank you. Yeah. That's all you really
1: need to do. Right. So. there's something the other day, like when you don't receive well, like when you're like, oh no, 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 I don't have the nice hair today or whatever. If you're, if yeah. you're not receiving, you're robbing that person of the gift of, of giving the compliment. So receive, receive gracefully. Receive <laughs> with a thank yeah. you. Yeah. I think yeah,
0: exactly. Nice to
1: mm-hmm. How do we yeah, teach our kids to receive? receive compliments or receive um in know in a way that's like you know feels good to them and not awkward right
0: yeah exactly and I think it's because a lot of times people say, feel like if somebody compliments them they have to say something back and it has to be more than just a thank you mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be it can just be simple as you know thank you I really appreciate that yeah you know, I, I remember giving a compliment to this lady She was, like, so well put together. Mm -hmm. She was, like, you know, when she walked in the room, you saw that she was the power in the room. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Do you ever look amazing? And she's, like, you know what? Thank you. Because I really don't feel it.
1: Wow. That's where those most put together people have the biggest insecurities, right? Exactly.
0: But, yeah, there was stuff going on in her life that, you know, wasn't making her feel very good. And so just that little gift that I gave her made her feel better about herself. And so I I believe you should just give any kind of a compliment.
1: Yeah. Hi. I was listening to a friend um, the other day uh, share something on social media, how she'd had a really rough day and she was serving and, you know, she had this customer say this horrible thing and that person say that horrible thing. And This And then this one lady came up and just said, you're doing an amazing job. (laughs) You know, good job. You're doing great. And she just broke down in tears because she just heard the opposite all day long and just didn't feel like she was doing very good. So, you know, just those little comments, compliments can uh, really change someone's whole day and whole mindset around themselves too, which is cool. So Kelly, tell us a little bit more about the movement you're creating with "Ugly is Always Beautiful." Do you have some things coming up, or what are your what are your plans for it?
0: Well, we're we're starting up a nonprofit for it, yeah. and so we're also doing an NFT project that goes with it, and we're gonna have T-shirts that say "Ugly" on them, um, but they'll also explain what the acronym is because some people don't want to wear ugly. Right. Um, but when they but when I explain what it is they're like oh my god yeah that makes so much sense I love it okay I'll wear that right um so we want to do like conferences and just events that are gonna empower you know moms and teenagers and well just people in general right like I have a hard time just saying you know people but I know moms need a lot of help mm. right like I'm a single mom and so I know what it's like you know raising three kids Three kids, and um you know, like a, we look to our moms mm-hmm. We, you know, we look to our moms about our beauty and our self esteem and so I really want to help empower all people, really, but specifically you know, moms and teenagers to help them to understand that they are loved. um I really believe too that uh, we are forgetting about our boys. And I had a daughter and two boys, and so you know we also need to develop healthy self esteem and healthy love for our boys, right like they need to feel empowered also, so we're going to develop some programs around that too, so to help help them all
1: yeah, that's fantastic. you know it's interesting how you know it's really it's going to start with us as as moms and dads and um I, you know I remember watching one of my one of my friends growing up where her mom was always on her about like You shouldn't eat this, or you're going to get too chubby, or this is going to happen. And she struggled with her weight her whole life. And I was like, if her mom had just not been at her constantly with those kind of things, she would have had such a much better self image about her weight or about her looks, about that. But she was so self conscious because of this was always going on in the background of things that her mom was always saying to her. And it's like, oh my gosh. And now I see her saying it to her own daughter and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm like, we are gonna stop that pattern of like beating ourselves up over things. We really need to, um, you know, love ourselves. Like you said, look in the mirror, love all those cute things about us. <laughs> love those um, beautiful eyes and those cute ears and noses. Um, and, you know, so I love that exercise that you did, just standing there and going from top to bottom, loving every part of you.
0: Yeah, and I think, Part of the problem too is that a lot of people will say you have to love all of yourself in order to love yourself. <laughs> and I have a hard time with that because, you know, one time I I didn't like my lip. It was big. I hated how big it was, right? I, I didn't like my ear. I wouldn't even put my hair up when I was a kid. And so when you're saying to people, You have to love all of you or you can't love yourself, that to me is such a um an unbelievable message right so i really believe if you learn to love your little parts mm-hmm. then you'll learn to love yourself and mm-hmm. it's okay to not like a certain body part of on mm-hmm. yourself right so yeah i think that's the the deeper message that i want to share with people is that you can still be beautiful even if you don't love every single part of your body
1: mm mm-hmm. You can still love yourself without having to love every single part. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. Make sure you keep us in, in touch with us at how things are coming along and where can we find out more information about what you're up to?
0: Yeah. So you can just go to my website, um, KellyFolardo.com. And, uh, you know, there's some videos there on um, YouTube. I've got some YouTube videos there too. And uh, if you're in Canada, you can go to AMI.ca and watch the still beautiful documentary. And that's where they did a whole documentary about my life story. uh, Yeah. They even recreated my accident of me getting burnt as a two year old and they follow me right from, you know, school and, and, um, hospital surgeries and stuff like that. And and then follow me right up to speaking to a group of 3000 teenagers. Wow. That's
1: so cool. And, uh, also, you have uh, the Goldcast Cast and the TED Talk available for people to watch online too, right? You can find out yeah. the links to those from your website.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for being so inspirational and sharing your, your wonderful message with us today. Both uh, parents, make sure you go check out Kelly's website, which is KellyFalardo dot com and it's f-a-l-a-r-d-e-a-u so make sure you spell it correctly and we will see you next week and until next time go out there and have a blissful week this episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.